This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This week in the Transformational Tidbits segment, I'll be talking about the topic of resistance. That's coming up later. First up is the Lead Without Limits featured guest interview with Laura Bautista, founder of Root Your Radiance. Wow, where do I start at introducing Laura? She is a board certified holistic practitioner and high performance health coach. What's really super powerful about Laura is how like many healers, she struggled and suffered with chronic illness and disease for many years, and now helps her clients release those burdens by addressing root causes and facilitating life-changing healing journeys. She is passionate and knowledgeable about the body's innate ability to heal itself given what it needs. She teaches about lifestyle design, disease prevention, and learning the language of your body's physical and emotional symptoms. Laura, welcome. I'm so excited. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Glorious introduction. I am super happy to be here today and to share with you and just to connect with everyone who's listening. Awesome. So let me ask by starting... When it comes to taking leadership in your own life, especially uh, when it is in the context of how you had to take leadership and initiative and healing yourself from your past chronic illness, how does that inform your practice today with your clients and taking leadership in your business in that way? Such a powerful question. Um, So I think probably what makes sense is to even just take it back a few years um, to where I wasn't such a leader in my health and I wasn't such a leader in my, you know, creating my life, um, so to speak, I guess. So uh, when I was about 21 years old, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, um, which is a neurodegenerative disease that essentially messes with the communication from your brain to your organs to your appendages and stuff like that. And so I came from a family of doctors. My dad's a medical doctor, you know, his, all his brothers and sisters are either doctors or entrepreneurs and I had full access, right? So I had access to all of these systems, these medications, um, very, very like kind of privileged access and nothing was working with my multiple sclerosis. Like I woke up one morning and I couldn't, I honestly like couldn't really feel the left side of my body. And 
that went on and on for years. It, and it actually started to get worse where it was this like heaviness in my body, totally disempowering, no idea how to take care of myself or what was going wrong. Um, and a lot of confusion. And so as I was going through this process of like being a good patient, taking all of the, I was taking daily injections. I was going to the hospital quarterly as needed. I had to take time off of work, miss social events. I had to do all of these things because my body just couldn't handle it. So I kept asking questions because that's just innately how I am. I'm, I'm like a why person. Um, like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And so I started to ask these questions more on like a physiological, like what is MS? What happens in a body when MS happens? Like, you know, and what am I doing to potentially contribute to the exacerbation of my symptoms or what, what am I not doing that could help me heal? You know, all of these questions started to pop up in my mind. And then my dad who was very conventional, conventionally trained, very Western trained, started to see this disease expressing in me and also started to question. And so he started pointing into more of like the root cause conversation, which wasn't really that popular at the time. It was starting, but it wasn't that popular at the time. So that's when I started to learn about my body and learn about how it worked, learn about the gut brain connection, learn about toxicity and autoimmune disease and, and how much gut health has to do with autoimmune disease. Um, you know, I had also struggled with anxiety and skin issues and digestive issues and chronic pain pretty much all my life. It became normal to me to have symptoms. And in our society, symptoms are very normalized to a dangerous degree until it blows up. And then you got to go to the hospital. Then you got to start taking intense medications and then you know, there's no, there's not a preventative lens. So I started health coaching, um, for my own journey, just kind of, like you said, um, many healers get into this because they went through some stuff and then they realize something and now they have to share. And that's exactly what happened for me is that I started getting into, um, eliminating and, uh, inflammatory foods. That was like one of the biggest things I started with food, which is the, now I know the most important thing, but even before that, it was totally a mindset piece you know, the mindset piece, the food, and then again, the detoxing of my body, the gut health, and really the tapping into who I really am at a core level. That was the ultimately what changed my life um, and got me over the hump. And so today, that's exactly what I teach people how to do. I teach people how to understand their symptoms instead of fear them. I teach them how to see them as communication from the body instead of like, some, you know, alert that your body's breaking, your body doesn't break. It's, 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 it's messages of misalignment and that can be corrected. Most cases people can actually with the proper container and the proper chance, most like, you know, the six out of 10 people who have a chronic illness is the statistic, you know, most of those people can, can severely reduce their symptoms, if not reverse the whole thing. And so it's, and which is what, which was the case for me, because at this point, no, no medications, no symptoms of MS in like six, seven years. Um, and it's pretty hard to get me to take a pharmaceutical drug or even an over the counter. Cause I know natural ways to help myself. So that's how I empower people to lead their, be the leaders of their own bodies, you know? Yeah. yeah, such, this is so powerful because what, one of the reasons I started this podcast as a passion project is I know from being around the coaching community and being a woman who started, you know, several uh, successful businesses, think of myself as a leader, 
there's this conventional thought process that leaders belong in business or in community. They lead teams, mm. they lead people, they mentor, they develop. Really at the core, to me, the most interesting conversations about leadership are when we take initiative, mm. take leadership in our own lives. And what I really am um, recognizing in your story is the courage you must have had mm. to go away from Western medicine because that was not just a conventional paradigm for you. It is generationally embedded in your family. <laughs> yeah. So that leap of deciding I'm going to take a different approach and, and take ownership of your own understanding of your body and healing it uh, it's just a very powerful piece. You witness that in your clients too, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because when you said the word courage, the first thing that came up for me was like, well, which fear is greater? Like that was really the first thing, and that was the consciousness at the time. It's like, okay, I can keep doing this. I can keep hitting walls in pretty much every area of my life, because that's something else in retrospect, I start to see, I was hitting walls with my healing and my health, but I was also hitting walls with my career. I was also hitting walls with my relationships. Like there's no separation and it's highly, highly, highly energetic. But really what it came down to was like, I could keep doing this and keep efforting and pushing and, 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 and kind of blindly following something that didn't feel like was the right thing for me, or I could roll the dice, see what happens. You know, I'm a very spiritual woman, so I felt very connected. And I've always felt like, you know, I, I, I've, I've always felt so supported on that level and, a, and, and a, from a divine source that I just was like, there, nothing, nothing, nothing bad's going to happen to me. And I need to do this because this is what feels really aligned. And if I need to go back, I'll go back, Right. Big deal. If I can do that, I know I can do that. So let me see what else I can do. And so there was definitely a courage, but it was really this, like the courage came from frustration. Mm. It came from like, no more instead of some, like, like, I can't say it came from this like inner strength. It didn't, it was actually, I was so defeated that I was like, I'm just, this, I just can't do this anymore. This way is too painful. So if this is what I have, then I, I got to try something else, you know? So, um, yeah. So th thank you for that acknowledgement. And, uh, and also I think that for people who don't necessarily feel courageous, know that that wasn't where it really felt like it was coming from, for me, it was coming from a place of no more. So. Wow. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Uh, that makes it an even deeper aspect of the conversation. So what do you find is, um, you know, when we when we work with our clients, I'm, I'm as a business and leadership coach, I see collective kind of um, com uh, commonalities. Let's say, mm -hmm. of cer at certain times, it seems like many of my client conversations are around the same issues. Mm. I'm really interested in hearing from you this year, 2020, with COVID nineteen. What is kind of the collective reflecting for you? What are you picking up on that might help kind of put into context what so many of us are going through with our mental health and physical health? 
Oh gosh, such an awesome question. And immediately what comes up for me is how people are so waking up to how they, how they, they're starting to really have this like more innate understanding of how emotions play a huge role in the manifestation of symptomatic, of symptomatic expression, you know, and, uh, and how we handle ourselves, what's going on in our thoughts, in our thinking, and in the, and the way we attach meaning to things totally amplifies digestive issues, anxiety, um, you know, relationship issues, um, all sorts of stuff because stress is what exacerbates all conditions. All and, that, and that's very common knowledge. It wasn't many years ago, but now it's like stress exacerbates everything. So um, that's been something that's been such a common thread, um, you know, and also this like, it's like an accelerated healing, right? There's no hiding <laughs> right now from yourself, from your triggers, from um, other people right around you. Like everything is a mirror and there is no hiding from those reflections right now. So I think people are also feeling that and not really knowing what to do with it and make, and, 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 and what I love is that when you know that your emotions play a huge role and you know that you're not your thoughts and you're not your emotions, then you're much more able to step in through a different lens and get a grip on what's happening in your autonomic nervous system. You know, cause once you can just self-regulate, ground the plane, make decisions from that place, it's a completely different, it's a completely different energy and a completely different level of magnetism in terms of what you actually want to bring into your life because you're manifesting consciously or unconsciously that's just how it works. And so when you know more about the root causes, especially when it's like this emotional link um, to what's happening physically in your body, you have much more control and you feel so much more empowered as a leader, again, of your own health. But I mean, if we're talking about leaders in general, I mean, this just across applies the board, you know? So that's been a very, very like loud thing, which is so great for me to see. Cause sometimes it takes me a while to teach people how to feel their bodies, teach them about the body compass and how, like, if you're making a decision and you feel it in your body, what's happening because your body doesn't lie, you know? So it's really cool that I feel like at an accelerated pace, people are like, I'm feeling all these things. I don't know how to make sense of it. And it's starting to make sense faster. So that's super awesome. Powerful with 2020 that I've noticed. Opportunities, right? Yes. Uh, opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's almost yeah. like the whole system's under uh, stress. I love the um, metaphor of the mirror. Mm. We yes. cannot hide from ourselves. No, there's, there's, you know, one of the, the, the biggest feedback that I think I get from my clients or one of the most consistent things that I get is that we leave no stone unturned and that we actually see things and find things that are causing them distress and illness that they never even thought to explore. But that is because I, I hold the mirror to them. Mm-hmm. I hold people accountable to their greatness. I will never hold the, hold the mirror of like less than or not enough or none of that. I won't meet people there. Um, so I hold people, I hold that mirror up because sometimes people can't see that for themselves. I know I couldn't for a really long time and there's no shame in that. We need to be, that's why we're here. We're here to connect. We're here to show each other. Um, and in the same breath, it's like that whole thing of like that we've, I mean, I think most of us have learned since we were children that whatever you see in someone else that bothers you is really a reflection of you. So bring that curiosity and bring in that compassion 
And then curiosity over judgment always, you know, get curious before you start to judge yourself or somebody else. And you can start to laugh at yourself a little bit and lighten things up. Um, so I always say, and I learned this in my holistic healing training, like when you, when you're lost or you're confused or you're in judgment, take it to the mirror and just see what happens, you know? Um, and then of course there are metaphorical mirrors and stuff like that. But even if you take it to the literal mirror, see what comes through for you, you know, and then don't be afraid of your darkness. That's what I always say to people. Don't be afraid of that dark side. It's part of you. Don't be afraid of that shadow. As a matter of fact, um, yeah, I love talking about the the dark side and the shadow. Um, If we don't see our shadow, it starts really kind of um, taking over. You know, it's it, the more we repress and suppress, it's like trying to hold the beach ball underwater. You can hold it underwater for a while, but it's going to pop up the minute you get distracted <laughs> or tired. And that's how the illness shows up. I love how you uh, you talked about your approach is always seeing the greatness in people. Mm. Um, that is not the Western medical approach in, in, in physical illness, nor in uh, the therapeutic uh, model, um, disease with life is always the focus. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've seen across the board, and it happens in holistic health as well. It's not just in the Western model, but it's this, it's this um, focus on brokenness mm. and focus on what's wrong with you and what needs to be fixed. And I don't think that that empowers people as much as like, focusing on where you're strong and, and, and amplifying that strength because it poureth over, you know, and I also, you know, this is a very kind of, kind of a weird thing, but it's something that I've always, since I was a child have seen in people when I first meet someone, and this happens almost every time when I see them, I actually see like what they probably looked like when they were a child. Okay. So this is like super odd, but like, oh, when this I, is awesome. it's, just, it's just what I see. And so then I see this like playful little kid and like everything that they, you know, I just want to play with you. And like, that's what I see in someone when I first meet them. And so when someone first comes to me, even if I know their story, like I still see that's in there, that little girl, that little boy is in there. And somewhere that little boy or girl was convinced that he or she was not good enough, that had to conform, had to do things a certain way. Um, And that was all part of their growing and learning. That's not a shame, blame, guilt thing. Our parents did their best. Everybody's doing their best, but it's like, I, I see the light and I'm here to illuminate that light because it's not even, it's not even about me. It's really about me helping you see that light in yourself because our cells literally you're only as healthy as your cells. And when your cells light up, they can then receive the nutrients that they need and release the toxins they don't need. So everything is connected. I mean, a lot of the stuff I say might sound kind of like woo woo out there, but there's no separation. You are not just a bag of bones. Energy is energy. And so that's the way that I see someone when they come to me is like, you're going to, it's like, you're just going to, I'm here to show you and help you feel what's possible for you. 
so that you can then much more, you're much more likely to align to what you really, really are here to receive. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about that forever, but it's really like, that's truly how I see it. Um, and there are enough healing stories out there, enough data, enough research that show, you know, that, that miracles happen every day and that you can expect them. So that's the vibe with me, you know, and that's that's been the vibe since I healed. Yeah. And, and even traditional Western medicine with a lot of its testing capacity uh, has been able to scientifically blue, for example, what heart math started talking about in the early nineties, the connection between the gut, the heart and the brain at the cellular level, Mm. measurable, you know, with medical instruments. I, we, you know, people like you and I never really needed that proof However, because I also, like you, um, uh, always felt this innate um, uh, connect, this in, inborn and, and very, very early on connection with energy and, and, and healing and divine energy, which I've always been so grateful I had that. But seeing the data is really exciting. It's Thanks so to awesome. A whole other yes. And that's kind of like, you know, one of the things I say in my practice and about my practice is that like the sweet spot for healing is where science and spirit meet, you know, Ooh, say that again. The sweet spot for healing is where science and spirit meet. That is the juicy sweet spot. Um, because I mean, it's just, you I've seen, it's not about the protocols only. It's not about the food only, right? It's such an integrative experience, um, but the food and protocols matter and the data matters. Um, and also when we talk about brain rewiring or repatterning or changing how you do things, that level of data is so reinforcing. And in order to change a pattern or to change the way that you think, we need to have reinforcement. So I didn't even use, I didn't use to integrate testing into my practice years ago. I just, I didn't. And honestly, I don't need it for most people, but I can still get them through a sustainable healing process without the testing, meaning like stool testing, hormone testing, stuff like that. Blood panels, et cetera. Exactly. However, when we do have that data, compliance goes through the roof and people can actually like really see themselves and I, I say this in multidimensional ways, like we have to work at every level, the physical body level, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love heart math too. I love that you brought that up. I have my, I actually have my device right next to me and I use it like every morning and it's just, just very empowering. Like these tools are really empowering. So I love that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting the founder many, many years ago. I think it was very beginning of a 92, 93, somewhere I heard him speak. So cool. Uh, it's such a, there's so many powerful modalities and yours, Laura, is extremely powerful. Thank so uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about a lot and uh, you've done a great job of summarizing it along the way. If you had to share with our listeners today a key action step, one action step they could take starting today when they're listening that would really um, provide them with a greater connection and understanding of the connection between their body, mind, and um, spirit and emotions, what would it be? 
This is awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the starting point is awareness, increasing awareness and inventory, taking inventory. So I would suggest that for seven days in a row, and you can do this a couple times a day, or if you do this, even just in the morning and the evening, but just do it every day. I'm writing this down because I'm going to do it. Try it out. Whatever. All I want you to do is really, it's so simple. It's just notice. Just be in the noticing of what is happening in your body and from a place of data, right? So be like, okay, I am the professor of the, of experiment X and equals one. And that is me, you know what I mean? So it's like, what are the symptoms that you're experiencing? Track them. Right. So like today I'm having, I'm feeling a little lethargic. I'm feeling a headache. Um, I'm anxious, whatever it is, track the symptoms. And then as you write it down, see if you can make an association to what the trigger was, just, just see. So notice the symptom and just be like, wow, this thing is happening every day. Think about, am I normalizing this? Is this something that's just showing up? It's just, and it's not judging, it's just noticing. And then oftentimes you will, you, you can probably link it to an emotional trigger. Like, oh, well, I got really upset yesterday and then I woke up and this happened, or it could be a food, you know? But the point is don't just let symptoms go unnoticed, notice them and see if you can innately decode it by seeing, is this an emotional thing? Could it have been a food? Do I, am I dehydrated? You know, start with those three things. And if you need to explore the root causes deeper, there's lots of places to look. Um, so it starts with noticing, you know, that's really like, that's the starting point. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. And I love, I love this. I'm going to do it myself. And I, I do, I do it regularly, but I'm going to bring myself uh, to, to point to do it twice a day. I like the way you said witness without judgment. Yes. That's important. A lot of us go immediately and, and then judgment or fear, right? Yes. The um, kind of uh, independent observer, huh? Yes. And then celebrate yourself for observing. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, because there's so, so many people, you know, just kind of go through lives, just not noticing. And it's not through any fault or judgment. It's just maybe they haven't been called to act in that way. And so that's the call to action here is for you to just get into the noticing. Um, And also if you do something or you feel something, yeah, celebrate yourself for noticing that thing. And also for calling it out for not being normal because common does not equal normal. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. Awesome. So I know there's going to be listeners out there that want to contact you, find out more about you. Tell us about your social media, where to find you, how to reach you. Yes. So um, I think the best way to reach me and just to, I think the place I'm most active recently is on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is the Laura Bautista. So T-H-E-L-A-U-R-A-B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A. And you can just follow me at the Laura Bautista on Instagram. And in there, um, the link on my profile, it, it can send you to lots of different areas where you can learn about success stories of people that have worked with me. Um, you can learn about 
joining my Facebook group. If you want to come and listen to a bunch of cool interviews about root causes and stuff like that. So I think that's the best way to get into my world. (laughs) And I follow your world and it is a pretty fabulous world. Thank you so much. So um, I know that you uh, brought um, something that you wanted to kind of gift our audience. What have you got for them? Yes. So um, I think that if you've listened to this whole thing, then there's probably something that connected with you. I really want to hit home that uh, common does not equal normal when it comes to your symptoms. So just because you've had headaches your whole life, just because you've had skin issues or autoimmune issues, you know, I help people break that story of this is just the way it is. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm always like, no, but why? Like, what can we do? So if you feel that there's more for you to explore, I'm, I'm offering, you know, I usually don't do more than like four or five. So I'll say five complimentary discovery calls where you and I can go super deep. I'm happy to just look at everything that you've been experiencing in your body, how long it's been going on, cover as many bases as possible and help you find a new direction, whether that's working with me or finding a new book or wherever to start. My goal on these calls is to help you get out of being stuck. Um, so in one way or another, so, uh, yeah, so you can, I'd like to offer that as a, as a nice little way for us to get to know each other and for you to get a ton of value and a brand new perspective. So it's a 45 minute, uh, complimentary discovery call. I'm going to probably cap it at five just for scheduling purposes. Um, but this will be a good way for you to kind of get to the next level. And maybe you're a good candidate for either my uh, six month program or for my shorter program that I'm launching, which is a five week health mastery accelerator, which is going to be really fun coming out soon. So all to say that you can reach out to me through my Instagram to claim that as well. That is so generous, Laura. Five 45 minute sessions yes. with you, a, a transformational people, transformational. Yes. Well, Laura, thanks again so much for being here. Uh, I just, um, I'm, I'm so delighted to have you in uh, my life and to have met you several years ago and have kept in touch. And thank yes. you for your generosity in being here to share so much value and wisdom on healing with our audience. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everyone. This is Stefania Rigo. I'm the host of the Lead Without Limits podcast, and this is the Transformational Tidbits segment. I'm a business coach. I support women founders and CEOs in up-leveling their leadership skills and growing their business. In my coaching sessions, I'm always listening and attuned, looking for resistance to show up in the session. Why? Because I see the addressing of resistance as transformational at a lot of levels. It's actually one of my favorite topics. So let's explore resistance today in this transformational tidbit segment. Why is understanding resistance important? I believe that when you set big aspirational goals, you're going to run into resistance. It's guaranteed. Why? It's going to come up at the point where you hit your own personal glass ceiling. 
the place where you need to step out of your comfort zone and address your limiting self-beliefs. After all, if a goal is big and aspirational, aspirational, isn't it going to push you out of your comfort zone? So resistance is where you're given an opportunity to pause and let that feeling of being stuck, of not being able to move forward, point you in the direction of where you need to do your work. It might, this is a good thing, I might say, right? I mean, it's a good thing when resistance shows up and we can tune into it and respond to it and, and see it as kind of our true north, where we need to go next. If you recognize resistance, it will point you to awareness that there is fear. That's an emotion that's often, I find, tied into resistance. That allows you then to address that feeling, that emotion of fear, to address and move past the resistance. So resistance points us to where we need to level up our skills to reach new goals and where there's potential for inner growth. We may need to develop new habits and behaviors or overcome some inner self-doubt. I see resistance as a teacher. I welcome those moments where I recognize resistance in myself and of course in my clients. It's an opportunity to make a coach that is to coach at a deep transformational level. So how can you recognize you are in resistance? One of the big telltale signs is procrastination. Stephen Pressfield in his book, The War of Art says of procrastination, and I'm quoting him, procrastination is the most common manifestation of resistance because it's the easiest to rationalize, end quote. So what does he mean? The reason we use procrastination to rationalize resistance is that it's easy to make excuses around procrastination to not confront what we're resistant to what makes us uncomfortable. So here's an example. You've been moving on your action list from day to day, a difficult project that you need to complete and you've been moving it for a week, day to day, and the deadline is in two days. Okay, so perfect example of procrastination. So how does procrastination become resistance best friend? because it allows us to rationalize by telling ourselves not that we won't work on the project, it's just not going to be today. I'll do it, it's going to be tomorrow. As if resistance was going to lift itself by magic tomorrow. No, it won't, unless you face it, unless you face the discomfort, the fear that's behind the resistance unless you look at resistance 
and this project you've been procrastinating on and look at why is this project making you uncomfortable? What part of this project are you not sure about? In moments of big procrastination, recognize that there is resistance. Let it point you to what the real fear is. Confront it, overcome it. Because if you don't, resistance will be there tomorrow, just like it was today. By the way, I believe if you have a coach or mentor that understands resistance, has explored their own patterns with it, has developed skills to overcome it in themselves, then let them be your guide in addressing your own. Let them see your resistance. So I say, thank you, resistance. Let me not resist resistance. Let me befriend it, dance with it, and acknowledge the opportunities it gives me to go mining for gold. On a final note, since I mentioned Steve Pressfield's book, The War of Art, I have to say that I really like this book. I actually gift it to a lot of my clients. I find that writers, whether they're uh, fiction writers, biographers, journalists, writers in particular can be experts on how to deal with resistance. Writer's block is all about resistance. So I really recommend this book, really love it. I hope you found this tidbit helpful. Thank you for listening. I invite you to have a conversation with me about resistance. How do you experience it? How do you recognize it in manifesting in your life? Reach out by email through my website at www.stefania.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Stefania Rigo Coach. And if you become a client, you get the book. My gift to you. Have a fabulous day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNpodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. 
So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.